0: I'm Nathan Ashman, teacher, parent and now podcaster. Welcome to My Students Have Taught Me. Each week we're going to take a brief look at a teen trending topic to understand what it is, why it's popular with teens, why it might have concern as parents and teachers and what impact it might have on society moving forward. This week My Students Taught Me about ChatGPT. The rhyme this week is written by ChatGPT. Here we go. ChatGPT, a language model great, can answer queries at a lightning rate. But some teachers and parents hesitate as they fear its impact on students' fate. Right, well this week Mushroom's taught me about ChatGPT. Now I have with me a university friend, and expert in uh, AI, who's a graphic designer, just got out on his own dave stockton we're at uni together played a bit rugby in the same university team uh hi dave nice to see you
1: how you doing nathan good to see you too
0: thanks for coming on so chat gpt what the heck is it i mean yeah for me um i've just done a little bit messing around on it thinking about what it could do but from your perspective what is chat gpt give it to us
1: chat gpt is is going to change the world (laughs) um to to put it as simply as possible so, you know, people keep saying artificial intelligence is kind of an artificial intelligence, digital assistant, things like this. Um, it, it is, but what people need to realize is it's not actually thinking. chat huh? GPT is not what we think of as kind of like a, a, the, the sci-fi version of artificial intelligence, where this is something that's going to gain its own consciousness and its own feelings. It's not that what it really is. The cl- is the closer comparison is it's just like predictive text on your phone. Yeah. The output that ChatGPT gives is based off of, yeah, kind of a, a, a foundation of information. But what it really is based on is what words sound good after these words based off of what I've already, what, what I know. So if you say like, I am going to bake ChatGPT or do its little process and think cake. Got you. Um, but it's not necessarily thinking; it's just recalling information that it's been trained on. And so, um, but it does it so well, and to such an advanced degree that it, it feels like, especially to the user, like this is a living, breathing consciousness that I can I can interact with, that can perform tasks for me, that can recall information for me. Um, and for that, because it's so advanced, in that respect, it is incredibly useful. Um, it's getting more useful all the time, the, the pace that ChatGPT is is evolving at and getting better off, just the, the jump from, from version 3 to version 4 that we saw in the last couple of weeks has been huge in terms of how advanced it is and what it can actually do. But um, it's still not perfect, and people still have to remember that it, all it really is doing is just providing information based off of a, essentially a huge encyclopedia of knowledge and it still makes mistakes and it can still be very dangerous right. um, provided it's, 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 it's not used properly
0: so take it back down to sort of like i guess from a, just from a user perspective so i can go on to chat to yeah. gpt and i can say right write me a best man speech uh, the the groom is called this the bride is called this here's a couple of funny stories boom go and it will write me well, you can watch it, can you? you? can watch it, write you a, a speech within like 30 seconds. It's ridiculous, but all that yeah. is really doing Absolutely. is it, it may it just predicting what you want to, what you want to see, what you want to hear, um, or what you want to read, should I say, because it's learned from what's already out there. It's learned from the speeches it's seen already on the internet and all the people have guided it to, or I don't really understand how it works, but that's what it's doing is kind yeah. of predicting what, what you really want to want to see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What you can actually do, you can say, for example, write. Who's your favorite stand-up comedian? Uh,
0: Ross Howard. Ross Howard.
1: Ross Howard. You could say, write me a best man of speech in the style of a stand-up routine by Ross Howard. And it will do that. And when you read it, you'll recognize the voice. So there's, there's an American comedian called Bill Burr who has a very unique style. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was playing around with that. I was like, write me a speech about Abraham Lincoln um, in the style of Bill Burr. And immediately from the first paragraph, I was like, that's Bill Burr. That sounds like Bill Burr. Yeah. Um, or it reads like Bill Burr, I should say. So, I mean, that's, but it's, it's because it's been trained on what Bill Burr's stand up routines are like. Um. When, you, when you're trying to get it to create something completely from scratch, that's when you start to see that um, it's a little, it's not as creative. Um, uh, when it comes to kind of poor, pure creation, it can get very generic. Um, yeah. I, sometimes I get the feeling of like, it's kind of like having a first year grad assistant um, or, or, or kind of a, an intern working with you. It's like, it's not gonna produce the, the most expert, the, it's not gonna produce the best quality stuff but in terms of using it as a foundation, a digital assistant, it'll certainly get you some, some of the way there.
0: Yeah. I think it's, I think it's really powerful. Pretty amazing yeah. from a teacher perspective. I can go in there and I can say, right for this exam spec, uh, write me, um, five questions for media studies, a uh-huh. level, um, where I want the students to show me that they can X, Y, Z. And it's pretty good in terms of what the output is. So I can yeah. see the benefits for me as a teacher to be able to create some resources really quickly and save me time. I do, however, have a concern with students in terms of if I set them an assignment and then they go away and they ask ChatGPT to do it for them, which I have kind of seen a little bit and been able to recognize um, because it's not their style of writing. How as teachers can we deal with the fact that kids are going to go and cheat?
1: Yeah, that's the million dollar question. And that's why I'm a little bit, I'm glad I have one kid, she's four years old, I'm glad that this is happening now, <laughs> so that teachers have time to to figure out how to adapt to this. And that's my big worry for education in general: is that this is all happening so quickly. Uh, and again, like I think most people, you know, maybe maybe they watched a, a segment on it on TV, maybe they read an article or two about it, but most people still aren't using ChatGPT. Yeah. Um, more are gonna start using it without realizing they're using it because they released their API a couple of weeks ago and so all these different companies are incorporating Chat GPT into their their software. You're gonna see like Microsoft Office and and Google um unveil some really cool new tools um over the next few weeks that people won't realize, oh, this is actually AI or in Microsoft's yeah. case, this is actually ChatGPT. Um so people will start incorporating into life kind of unknowingly, um, and that is gonna pretty, it's going to change the landscape a, a lot of the way we work, and it's going to change the landscape a lot of the way that kids approach schoolwork. Um, my worry is that because of how fast this is moving, and because of how I know sometimes, you know, the, the, the school system and, and standards and rules can be a little bureaucratic, <laughs> Uh, yep. and slow moving my worry is we're going to have a period of one or two years where um schools haven't quite yet figured out how to respond to this but kids very much have figured out how to use this to their um short-term advantage at their long-term detriment yeah um so you know we, we've seen a couple of instances over here of teachers really embracing chat gpt and saying okay we this is out here we know about it we're just going to take this and run with it we're going to incorporate ChatGPT into our assignments. We're going to treat it essentially like a calculator. Like you know, we're going to, we're going to assign math, assuming you have a you know one of those hundred dollar calculator, hundred pound calculator type things um, that can help you do everything. We're going to shape the assignment around that. Some teachers are, are really embracing ChatGPT doing that. Um, others are just banning it on school grounds, banning yeah. banning it on school computers. Um, and we've done that that's using, what we've done <laughs> yeah and, and it's a good short term kind of stopgap until we can figure out what this means and how, how it's going to work um others are using uh s- software that's been built sometimes by ChatGPT, um to uh test the output that students are giving to you test an assignment the students given to you to see if it was written by chat gpt
0: yeah so there yeah. are
1: certain platforms out there that say they'll they'll review an article and they'll say like, there's a 98% chance that this was written by artificial intelligence. Um, and sometimes, you know, students are going to put their own foot in it because GPT is not perfect. And even though it's based, it's trained on factual information, um, it has what we call hallucinations. Um, and what OpenAI, the company that runs it, calls hallucinations as well, which is essentially where it um, makes things up um, to fill in the gaps. Um, what you if you play around on Chat GPT for a few hours, what you won't see a lot of is Chat GPT saying, Um, oh, I don't really know the answer to that question. It really yeah. wants to lean forward with, oh, Yes, I can help you with that. Yes, I know the answer to this. Here Sounds it is. like my it dad presents everything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> my dad does that. He just, if he doesn't know the answer, he just makes it up and just says it convincingly enough that I'll believe him.
1: Yeah. That's it. All it does is with confidence, like, Yeah, this is what happened. And so, um, <laughs> The previous version, ChatGPT3 and 3.5, were were pretty bad at math. It made math mistakes all the time. Um, ChatGPT4 has gotten a lot better about that, but still makes mistakes here and there. Um, But the hallucinations are what I find fascinating, because sometimes it'll just make things up. And so, uh, one of the most kind of high-profile ones I saw on Twitter a few weeks ago, somebody said, has a vice president ever challenged his own president for the nomination? It hasn't actually ever happened um in the us but chat says yes it's happened in the united states <laughs> the most famous example is the 1980 election when when vice president walter mondale challenged the incumbent president jimmy carter for the democratic party nomination wow and mondale went on to win the nomination but lost to reagan in the general election none of that happened carter lost to reagan in 1980 um mondale ran against reagan in 1984 um but ChatGPT kind of like got some of that information Jumbled it up and then presented it very confidently as like, "Yes, this has happened."
0: So, ChatGPT is rewriting history.
1: Yeah, you can imagine a student, right, using ChatGPT, turning a paper that's really well written about uh, this, you know, this huge historical event that never happened. Wow,
0: I mean, we've got um, <laughs> teachers over here who are using it. For instance, um, primary school teachers using it in English. To um not in fact, no, not Chat using another AI, um, I can't remember what it's called now, but basically using it where they are getting students to write really good descriptions, really rich descriptions, to then get to produce an artificial intelligence image um yep. on some sort of app. So that I think's quite a cool thing to do with kids. We've also That's then really got cool. um A level students who are then looking at a poem written by Chat GPT or um, a bit of prose written by ChatGPT on comparing it to something which is written in let's say the late 19th century and trying to work out which is which is which that's quite cool as well i think in terms of what you're talking about the education system the education system is still catching up with technology if you think about it like the world uses computers um smart technology this kids still have to go and sit an exam with a pen and paper i'm not saying we should get rid of that skill but um <laughs> we have access to information at our fingertips anyone has So who is assessing sort of like a um, how students project manage, you know, why not give students, I've seen this in Finland, actually, why not give students a project that they have to um, Mm -hmm. solve a problem to do with maybe sustainability. Within that, they then have to look at various different subjects, whether it be geography, history, maths, um, but they then have to solve a problem and and produce a solution to that using um, in a set amount of time and using information they have at at their fingertips. That I think is much more rich than sitting in an exam hall, you know, regurgitating some stuff they've learned uh, a week before. So I do think you're right. I think in terms of the education system, the education system is well behind where technology is. In terms of things like ChatGPT, I think we'll find that what we should be really doing is changing the way we're assessing the students because the technology is here, rather than just finding ways to ban it, finding ways that we we can stop this from happening because it almost feels like it's going to be inevitable anyway. What do you reckon?
1: Well, and students students will find a way around it. So, I mean, you you can ban Chat GPT on your school computers, but you know, students can pull Chat GPT on their phone. Um, you know, on any mobile browser can run Chat GPT lightweight because you know, a student can pull out their mobile phone, they can open Safari or Chrome or whatever, they can type in chat.openai.com, uh, they can ask a question, they can get an essay within thirty seconds. Um, so yeah, yeah, you know, bad on computers, bad on everything else, but they're going to find a way to do it, um, yeah. more than that. And
0: that, that's difficult isn't it? Because, because they're not, you worry then that the students aren't necessarily learning how to analyze something, learning how to think for themselves. I think that's the, probably the danger and the worry for teachers.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. That, that, I think that's, that's how teachers need to, you need to adapt their approach to this, where ChatGPT is seen as a tool but it's seen as a tool to you know to increase efficiency, I use it. Let's say you you assign them a project based on sustain, sustainability, ChatGPT can can make that so much more efficient in cutting through a lot of the the kind of the the admin work of that. You know they can type in, um, mm. you know they can create spreadsheets and tables and business plans and whatever else um, at the drop of a hat. But the meat and potatoes, you know the the. Well, they say a lot with, with AI and stuff like ChatGPT is garbage in, garbage out. The output's only going to be as good as the input. And so, you know... Good point. That, that, that You know, I, I see. that's why I see ChatGPT almost like, you know, a, a really good Microsoft Word or Excel um, where it can create the structure and the foundation. But if you really want to create something special, the human is still the most important part of that cycle. The input is going to be the most important. And so... Structuring lessons, structuring assignments around that um, and around thinking about what's the chat, thinking about Chat GPT as a tool. The student is the input, the students on the other end of the output, they're the ones that are going to be presenting it to you as well. How do you maintain the integrity of the meat and potatoes of that assignment and that critical thinking and that creativity while still allowing them to use Chat GPT because otherwise they're going to figure out how to do it anyway?
0: Yeah, true. I think that's a really, really good point, though, in terms of you the output is only as rich as the input so it's it's making sure like like that teacher was doing with the um the ai images is making sure that that input is really good is really effective they've really <coughs> thought about what they want from chat gpt to do um you know i i, I uh, i've got chat gpt to write a poem about um my wife for instance I said right we well, likes like yeah. baking really good mother uh, we've got two cats. We've got a dog called this, you know, <laughs> loads and loads of details. Um, and it came up with this really cool poem. But like you say, if I just said right, about my wife, it would have come up with something really generic. Right. Whereas a bit more specific. Now, that's probably not a great example, but you know what I mean? Y- you have to have some specifics in there for it to work with to be, to be effective. Yeah. Um, the kid can't just say, write
1: me an essay on uh, media studies. And, you know, they need to actually understand exactly what they, they want from it. Good prompting is a skill. Um, I, I forget which company it is. There was a company this week that posted a job for a chat GPT prompter, an AI prompter, essentially paying $300,000 a year. Wow. So this is somebody who's just good at writing chat GPT prompts to get the good, the best output. Um, and that's what I, I've, I've spent the last few weeks getting better and better. What it, and And there is a good system. There's a good process, um, the the, the takes some time to learn but and how to interact with it um and how to create that back and forth. It works best when you treat it like a partner, like a creative partner. And <laughs> give it feedback and tell it, you know, that's terrible. That's too generic. I need you to be more creative. Um and then it'll come back and give you better and better versions. Um now eventually it gets tired. Right. Um which this always makes me laugh. Eventually like every Every co- You can go back in a conversation with um, AI because it shows the history and you can carry it on. But the further you get in that convic- the conversation, the further away from the start you get, the less um, tokens it has to work yeah. with. And essentially, it starts to become less and less effective. And so you okay. have to find a way to... Sometimes I ask it, I say, can you summarize everything we've spoken about in the form of a chat GPT prompt? So I can start a new conversation. Wow, with a a, a higher performing version of ChatGPT, um, and it, and it does. So like a lot of it is kind of this iterative progression to to get it to work with you and your workflow. There's no way we're going to be able to escape it. Um, so it's, it, kind, it, like it's kind of like talking to somebody
0: who's getting like gradually more and more drunk, and then by the end of the conversation, they've forgotten where the conversation started.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and, and and it starts getting <laughs> cyclical and making mistakes. I'm don't. I. I I'm not convinced it's going to replace put everybody out of work and replace a bunch of jobs, no. but it's going to change a lot of jobs and it's going to make a lot of people's jobs a lot easier <laughs> yeah. slash more productive.
0: Yeah, I've got a friend who kind of works with policies, for instance, so he uses ChatGPT to write policies for him um, because yeah. policies are pretty generic, aren't they, really? You, you can put specifics in yeah. there, but generally you could go online, search for some policies, Um, find the best bits, put it in your policy, make it more specific, whereas actually rather than saving you all that legwork, it just does it for you within the space of an hour rather than five. Um, It's quite impressive, really. But I I think the main thing, I guess careful of, but also emphasize is human creativity. There's no way Mm -hmm. in just playing around with it for a little bit, there's no way that it can replace the uniqueness of human creativity and if we can, maybe it'll make us all focus more on that, on on how creative we can be. Saying that, if we keep putting our creative things that we do online for AI to <laughs> to learn from and learn from, and then it it'll just learn along with us, won't it? I guess I
1: don't know. But technically, no. I mean, that's the big limitation of AI, and that's okay. from a uh, you know, we we both we graduated with the same degree from the same university. We're both theatre, uh, film, TV guys. Um, you know. My worry is, what I think has happened over the years, as things have gotten easier, as things have gotten more automated, the, the quality of pretty much everything has diminished. You know, the quality of the clothes that we wear have d- diminished, the quality of art that we produce has diminished. Um, you know, some TV has gotten really good, but for the most part, you know, we're pumping out a ton of movies every year, but, you know, the, the, none of them hold a candle to some of the, the stories that were being produced decades ago. True. um chat gpt is going to kind of accelerate that um it's going to okay. make it easier it's going to it's going to put artistic tools in the hands of a lot of other people um but and then they're going to produce content at a much faster pace but the quality of it is never going to be as good as as kind of that expert creativity that 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 helped hone it in the first place and okay. one of the big limitations of chat gpt is it actually doesn't like ChatGPT is limited up until September 2021 that's because it takes about 18 months to build that knowledge foundation and train it on that knowledge foundation that's not a process that is continually updating so it's oh. not being continually updated with more information and if they want to do a new ChatGPT based off of new information up to today they would have to they could start that process today it, it would still take about 18 months right. to build that Um, that'll get shorter, they'll speed that up maybe they'll get it down to 12 months but it's not a continually updating system and so we're always going to be in a position where eventually there's going to hit a ceiling (laughs) Um, where right now everything that's provided you is based off of um, knowledge that humans created Um, Mm -hmm. and at some point it's going to stop updating with that and that's why I think the quality is going to diminish a little bit
0: I thought For every person that's entering, um, requests into, into, um, or prompts into ChatGPT, chat GPT that is learning from everything single thing that's being asked for, is that not right?
1: No. Right. And and if you try and, and sometimes if you try and actually correct it, it'll say, and you'll say, you know, that you got this wrong, you're presenting it with a lot of confidence, but this is wrong. You should update your system. It'll tell you like, I can't update my system. I can, I can remember, I can't update my knowledge base. I can remember it in this conversation here. But as soon as you start a new conversation, I go back to my default knowledge base, which, which is up right. until September of 2021. Um, you know, the, one of the most fun things I had to do with it is I asked it to write a bio about myself. And it wrote a glowing bio of my experience in student affairs and higher education in the US and made a bunch <laughs> of stuff up. Like, And I was like, wow, well, right, okay, yeah, this makes me sound really good. If I if I was getting like introduced at a conference or something like that, this would be incredible. But then it said, you know, I got my undergraduate degree uh, at Indiana University and my master's degree at Boston College. And I was like, no, he didn't. And I said, like, that's that part's not true. You just, like, tell me the source of that. Oh, I can't reveal my sources. Well, you know, it's wrong. Okay, I, I admit it. I made that up. Like, it admitted to me that it created oh, a fiction one because it was trying to answer my request. Yeah. I did the same thing for you. I said, just, just as, a, as a fun thing for this, I said, give me a bio for Nathan Ashman, uh, educator in Manchester, England. And they said, Nathan Ashman is a highly re- respected educator and ed tech specialist based in England. Strong background in teaching and technology integration. He's become a prominent figure in the world of education, inspiring students and fellow educators alike with his innovative <laughs> approach to teaching and learning. All really good stuff. Like, oh, it's like this, All it true. sounds exactly like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and then at some point it said that you got your, um, your undergraduate degree in education studies at Edge Hill. And I was like, no, oh, he right. didn't,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I everything else did. sounds,
1: everything else sounds great. So it takes kind of the snippets and information it has, and then it right. has this kind of hallucination like, oh, okay, well, Mo, I know that, um, these five prominent ed tech specialists went to this program uh, at this university so like when it told me i did uh, i did educate uh, high student affairs uh, at iu at indiana university that's because indiana university is one of the top programs in the in the country so it was just uh, right. it was asking itself where would a top student affairs professional study and then it just presented it to itself and then back to me as as fact mixed in with uh, uh, mixed in with this fiction it was creating up so, and you know, it's it's not perfect, but it's it's uh, you know, it, it works it, with what it works with, but it works with it with such confidence. So,
0: are there any dangers? Do you think are there any dangers for for kids using it? Like when I say kids, I'm talking about maybe um, twelve to eighteen year olds.
1: Yes. Do you, do you remember when we were teenagers and the anarchist cookbook was circulating on the internet? Oh do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, do, and, yeah. A few, and a few people got the hang on it, and it kind of told you things like how to hack a telephone line and how to do this. Um, that's right. That's my big worry with 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 not just teenagers but bad actors in general. Um, yeah. ChatGPT is run by a com- company called OpenAI. OpenAI are really committed. They called open AI because the whole idea was that it was going to be open to everyone. Um, They've actually kept it pretty close and pretty tightly guarded because Mm -hmm. good AI like this needs to be really tightly aligned. There needs to be a lot of parameters, a lot of uh, guardrails saying, no, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, People have already figured out um, how to jailbreak ChatGPT to get around all of its um, its, uh, restrictions. Um, A Stanford University professor just this week created a local version of ChatGPT that he can run locally on his computer. doesn't require a connection to the internet. Bad actors are going to create versions of ChatGPT that are essentially like the dark web on steroids. Um, Students are going to be able to look up, you know, I'm thinking really from an American perspective here because that's where I am. Students gonna be able to look up how to 3D print their own guns, how yeah. to 3D print their own bombs, um, how to hack into uh, the local school system. You know, yeah, anything that they really want to do, they're gonna be able to get step by step detailed instructions, kind of like a build your own anarchist cookbook. Oh, yeah, that is my big concern right now with having unmonitored, unregulated access. Yeah. um to tools like chat gpt and that's where i think it's on the government um of, of pretty much every developed country to get to work quickly thinking out thinking about what kind of laws do we need to put in place to safeguard the usage of this um and and, and monitor it as well
0: because it's so new isn't it i mean like with anything like let's say yeah with um, electric scooters or with uh, with vapes you know the, the law has to catch up people have already gone yeah way far with it and then all of a sudden the legislation comes in later, and I guess that'll happen in this instance as well.
1: Well, parents have to catch up first. Like First, parents have to catch up, uh, then realize that this is happening, and you know by that point, kids have already been using it for six months, and then the parents have to raise up enough of a fuss, then it gets to the legislature. To, you know, you're talking about a, a year cycle, and a lot of damage can be done in a year, so. So what a parents need to do? L- learn about it. Learn about it now. Read up as much as you can. Talk to your kids about using it. Yeah keep an eye on what they're doing on the computer um, you know don't think of it as something that's a phase that's going to bite that's gonna blow over soon this is this is going to change the world this this is going to be the new norm uh, this, you know this isn't an, this isn't nfts you know yeah. it's, it's not crypto it's not it, it it's a revolutionary technology the extent of which in terms of a leap we have never seen before at this scale and pace and it's only going to get faster and bigger so, learn about it now figure out how your kid is interacting with it and then uh you know just be be good oversight and tell your legislatures tell your your mps um to uh get a hold of this as well and make sure that we're in control and in the driver's seat as opposed to worrying about you know bad actors making a mess brilliant yeah
0: that's great advice thank you so much for coming on unfortunately we have to go you're welcome but thanks so much, Dave. It's yeah. good to see you as well. Um, t- tell me exactly you too, where you Nathan. are. So you're in the US, but where exactly in the US are you?
1: Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah. Sunny Real. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> but originally Jesus, from... Israel, Russia, It's winter for seven months of the year. Originally from Oldham, Manchester. You would never believe
0: it with that accent, would you? <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> I know. I'll get my twang back. <laughs> I'm already sounding more English, haven't talked to you for four minutes. Yeah,
0: true, true. No, great to chat to you, buddy, and thanks so much. And uh, You too, mate. Yeah, come on again sometime. Hope you guys enjoyed that chat with Dave. I've definitely learned a lot from him about ChatGPT. Perhaps I'll use it a little bit more to help with my little rhymes at the start of these podcasts. If you like what you're listening to, please feel free to follow, like, share on the platforms you find your podcasts. And tune in next time. We should have our episode up on Andrew Tate. Thanks, folks.